This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Ben Simmons hit a floater, has a couple dimes in this game. Yeah, he does. So, of course, we got to talk with now our guy, our Nets insider, Reed Wallach from Betsided. He joins us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Reed, before we talk any football, your thoughts on the Nets heading into the season. Is this the year? that they get it done. And what can we expect from Ben Simmons? Looks all right tonight. Yeah, no, this is finally the game we've been waiting for. I know it's preseason, but he looks looks pretty good out there, I must say, Ryan. And thanks again for having me on, guys. Always a pleasure. But the first two games were a little, uh, I'd say, lethargic and not really uh, showing much life out there. And I know it's preseason, but you wish they would you know, look competitive. And tonight they do uh, look far better, in my opinion. Uh, ben Simmons hit a floater, like you said. I think he had six times in the first quarter. So it's nice to know it's still somewhere in there. You know, I, we got to work on getting it every night. But I'll take it for one night. This definitely gives me some excitement. You know, we're one week out from opening night against the Pelicans. Reed, over to the NFL. I want to talk about the Jets with you. Three and two. They had a great win against the Dolphins. Five rushing, rushing touchdowns. But I think this week we're going to find out if they're for real or not. Packers coming off a loss in Lambeau. Jets, seven-and-a-half-point dogs. Are you back in New York this week, or would you lay it with the pack? Yeah, this is a really tricky game to figure out because you have Green Bay coming back from London and obviously that, um, you know, kind of deflating loss to the Giants. They get shut out in the entire second half, got outplayed in my opinion. But I don't know if I'm there with the Jets believing in them as some, you know, four-and-two, potential four-and-two team. I'm not sure I'm there. Zach Wilson's about to answer a lot of questions. I was on Miami in the game last week, and I thought they, the Jets were kind of in trouble early in that second half, even with Skylar Thompson playing quarterback. Now you got an angry Aaron Rodgers team coming home. I think the Packers get right here. I think the Jets, they're due for you know a three-interception Zach Wilson game. I, I think the Packers' defense is going to dominate the Jets' offense, and I like Green Bay going away here. I think that they get back on track. Reed, my Cowboys have moved from a five-and-a-half-point dog to a six-point dog. And you know what? Even with Cooper Rush, even in Philadelphia, I just like them. I know that the Eagles have one of the best offensive lines, if not the best offensive line in all of football. Defensively, they look elite as well. But they don't have Micah Parsons. And Micah Parsons has looked like a one-man wrecking ball out there. What would you do with this game? I kind of like the under as well, 42. Yeah, I I think another tough game to figure out because – Dallas is just finding ways to win, even if it's with Cooper Rush. You know, forget Dak Prescott for a second, but they're making it work on the defensive side. I saw it. Micah Parsons, he, is he on track to play? I haven't seen the latest update on him, but I know he was limited in practice. Yeah, I think I, it's sort of you know questionable at this moment. Yeah, I kind of like the points with Dallas here. This is a team that they're finding ways to shorten the game. 
they're you know pa- rushing the passer at such a high level right now that I think one turnover they shorten the game. The run game is working. I just think six points in a divisional game and like you are paying like at the highest price possible for Philly, right? Like this is a team that could do no wrong, undefeated. I kind of like Dallas getting this many points, you know, close to a touchdown, getting six points. I kind of lean toward the Dallas side on Sunday Night Football. Reed, moving over to college football, probably the biggest week, probably the best week of college football we'll get this season. Alabama, Tennessee. Bama now back to being seven-and-a-half-point favorites, which I guess is telling us that Bryce is going to play, but I thought he was going to at least attempt to play last week. Tennessee, seven-and-a-half-point dogs. The total just keeps going up, 65-and-a-half. Any play from you or any lean in this game? Yeah, this is uh... – Tell the girlfriend, tell the wife, like, I am sitting on the couch for 12 to 14 hours on Saturday. I can't be bothered. I'm locked in on the slate. Uh, obviously, you have your three, what is it, like, top 15 teams, undefeated yeah. matchups all day long. It's going to be absolutely incredible. I'm so excited. This is why we cover the sport. But in just the Tennessee game, I think it's really interesting. And I saw, like, a tweet today, not that this means anything, but, like, you know, the most money of the week is on Tennessee to cover the spread. But I actually think there's good reason for that. Forget the, you know, if Bryce Young's going to play or not, I expect he will play. But if he isn't 100% with that sprained AC joint, he's not going to be able to stretch the field all that much with kind of a questionable for Alabama's, Alabama standards of receiver. That's Tennessee's weak point on offense. Their strength, or on defense, rather. Their strength is on uh, in the front seven uh, against the run. They're top 10 against the run this season, 17th in defensive line yards. I think Alabama's offense is in trouble here, and Tennessee. They're cooking an offense with Hendon Hooker under center. I think Tennessee's live here. I took seven and a half. I think this game is going to be real close. Maybe Bama pulls it out, but there's a lot of question on that Crimson Tide side. Really, the only, I think, true test they've seen in a tight game is Texas, and they have to eat that out in the final minute. So I like the Vols catching a touchdown or better. Reed, talk to me about Penn State and Michigan, another one of those top 10 undefeated matchups. Penn State's coming off a bye. They travel to the big house. Michigan's favored by seven, over under 51 and a half. Seems like every year Michigan kind of has a home game that comes right down to the wire that they have to squeak out or even just lose outright. Feels like this might be that game this week. What are you doing with Penn State, Michigan? Yeah, I I laid it with Michigan. I think that, you know, there are a lot of concerns early in the season on like, oh, who has Michigan played? They've kind of not been as impressive against quality competition, even though the scoreline look it. I also think part of that is that the Michigan offense is kind of keeping the training wheels on J.J. McCarthy. And we saw in the second half in Bloomington last week, they took the training wheels off and he carved up a bad Indiana defense. Complete, I believe, was like 15 and 19 passes, two touchdowns. Um... I think Michigan is going to win this one convincingly against Penn State. I have not been a Nittany Lion believer all year. I question their pass rush. Um, they are 100th in tackles for loss this season. I trust Michigan a little bit more. I think there's more talent on that side. And I'll lay the touchdown here. I think they win this one by closer to 10. So um, I'm going to take the better team at home. So, yeah, give me the Wolverines. I'm minus a seven. Reed, one of my least favorite teams in all of college football this year but has become profitable since I identified them as being big frauds, uh, is Oklahoma. Oklahoma, we'll see what happens with Dylan Gabriel if he's going to play. They play Kansas uh, with with their own quarterback issues, with mm-hmm. Bean, Bean now there, but he actually looked really good against TCU. Kansas is a nine-point dog. PJ, my co-host, said he would only lay it where he would only play it with Oklahoma. Ryan's sort of on the fence. I need you to kind of give me your thoughts. <laughs> I, I, you got to wait. It doesn't look like Daniels is going to play. 
and it does look like Gabriel's going to play. Bean looked all right, but he also, I remember him from his North Texas days, and he is as erratic as they come. So who knows what's going to happen going into a big spot in Norman, but like maybe Oklahoma's just done. I think the only way I'd play it is Kansas. I'm going to wait. If this gets above 10, maybe on game day, I'd play Kansas. I think the over has some merit. Yeah. I think this Kansas offense is super unique, and you could still run their unique offense, uh, you know, a little bit of triple option uh, scheme there with being, especially getting a full week of practice. And Oklahoma's defense is so banged up. I, I think I saw last week they got to four scholarship linebackers, super, super banged up. So I don't think that this is going to be a walk in the park. Also, maybe like a bean turnover in his own territory. Mm-hmm. This total of 62 Two and, and a half. half. Yeah. Yeah. It may be a little low. I don't hate looking at the over. Maybe I'll play Kansas like right before kickoff if it gets above 10. Reed, uh, I want to enjoy Saturday night, but I'm probably not going to be able to because everything's on the line for me. Utah at home, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Pretty much the Pac-12's on the line in this game. Like, if they lose their third game, it's pretty much over, even though it would only be the second in-conference play because they lost to Florida and then UCLA, obviously. Three-and-a-half points. I feel like they're begging you to grab USC right now. It's minus 115, but the hook's there. Total 65. It's in Utah, though. What are you doing in this game? What would be your lean if you don't have a play? Yeah, this is, I mean, I have been singing the USC fade train for weeks now. Yeah. You know, my show, The Early Read on YouTube, make sure you check that out. I'll plug that. Oh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I am the biggest proponent of fading USC, and this has been a spot that I've circled. Yeah. Unfortunately, the market seems to know that also because you're getting USC, or USC like plus three and a half, Utah's hanging around three and a half, four. So the market knows that. I got some early Utah. My numbers actually don't like Utah as much as I wish I did. I have this closer to like around three, maybe even like less than that, like two and a half, three. So I don't see much value in taking Utah unless this drops down to two and a half. I do love the spot. But I think an interesting way to play this is the first half under. These are two teams that play very slow. USC is in the 80s in terms of plays per minute. USC is outside the top 100. No, in any facet, whether it's explosive rush or pass, no unit is top half of the country. These are not teams that rip off chunk plays. Surprisingly, there are more efficient offenses that move the chains. Totals in the mid-60s, first half totals in the 30, is around 33, I saw. I kind of like a stab at the first half under. I think it's going to be super conservative. And, you know, one punt, one missed field goal, you're way off pace here. So I like Utah, but not at this number. You need to come back down and hope that USC money comes in. But first half under is my favorite play there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reed, would you rather lay the three and a half with Syracuse at home against NC State or the three and a half with Clemson on the road in Tallahassee against Florida State? 
Yeah, I, I bet Syracuse on Saturday. They're, I've been kind of singing the high praises of that team in Western New York. They're, people talk about the Bills, but I think Syracuse might be the wagon of uh, <laughs> Northern New York. But I am a big proponent of Syracuse, especially at this number, because I don't think Devin Leary's playing. I, you know, I saw the uh, North Carolina State-Florida State game last week. He left with a serious shoulder injury, was in a sling. Dave Doran said it's a rehabable injury. It's going to be a week to six weeks. That means it's closer to six weeks than it's one week. I can't imagine he plays, especially with the Wolfpack getting a bye. I'm laying it with Syracuse. I think this line ends up closing over four and a half. Um, I think the Qs, they might not be pretty, but I think they win this one by at least a touchdown. Uh, so, yeah, go, or- go Orange on Saturday. Reed, we have about three minutes. Want to get your thoughts on TCU versus Oklahoma State. TCU a four-point favorite. They've been very impressive. They move the ball well. They're very fast can score really fast. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, TCU going into the season, probably one of my favorite play-on teams. I'm on their over-win total. I'm on them to win the Big 12. I, I love this team, and they've lived up to the hype. I mean, they have you know scored at least 38 points in every single game this season. They've looked the part. The defense has been good enough, in my opinion, with first-year defensive coordinator Joe Gillespie. And this Oklahoma State team, I think, is in for a rude awakening. Their defense is not as good without their D.C. Jim Knowles, uh, who's now with Ohio State. And don't forget, this team played Texas Tech with a third-string quarterback, a highly talented recruit, but his first start last week, 104 plays last week for the defense. They are going to be exhausted. They're facing an explosive TCU offense. I like the Horned Frogs. Again, this is another game that I know the line is around four right now. I think TCU wins this one by double digits. I, you know, If you think that this number's gone a little too wide, team total over isn't a bad look anything below 38, but I think TCU wins this one convincingly. I think there's a far better team on Saturday. Reed, thanks so much, man. Good luck this weekend. All right, thanks, guys. Good stuff. Reed Wallach on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. (sighs) Go Utah. What a big weekend this is. Huge weekend. Big weekend, college football, man. I mean, Tennessee, Alabama. Not as fun of an NFL weekend. If you're yeah. going to do anything fun, do it on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, with you. I... Well, this at least Sunday, awesome at least Sunday morning, afternoon. Yeah. I mean, we do have Bills, Chiefs, Cowboys, that's Eagles. True. That's true, that's you know, true. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty big. I feel it's like huge. it's a great Sunday to like sit back and watch NFL, but yes. I've only bet four games, and that's probably going to be my limit. College. Yeah. I only have like four bets in college too, but I just can't wait to actually watch these matchups. I mean, we finally get some top ten. What game are you guys most excited for? Tennessee Bama, man. I mean, well, you I mean Utah USC, but like I'll be pacing the whole time that it won't yeah. be any fun. I won't be able to eat or, you know, taste food or drink or just enjoy myself because <laughs> I have a lot on the line in that game. But man, I can't wait for Bama Tennessee. I want to go to that game. I've been telling my I've been telling my buddies go. like I, I can't remember just I've been Let's this, just go. Bell's been got this, tickets. I can't remember a time I've been this excited for a Bama regular season game. It's been a while. Texas? Uh, yeah, like every year you guys have like three huge. Like you just played AM last weekend. No, and Jimbo and Saban hate each other. This one's got a different right. feel to it. I'm just, I'm you fired just up Austin. to watch. Why, yeah. why, I mean, well, because it's like new blood. Like every year I'm excited for like the LSU game. Like watch Georgia. Like AM's always good. But like Tennessee's like finally good. Like this game finally means something. The third Saturday in October. Like, this game has always been huge, and it just hasn't for the last 15 years, but now it is. Now it is. That now is fair. it is. That's fair. It's been a long time, man. Saban has never lost to Tennessee. 15 straight wins. That is correct. And I believe, what is it, the last five, he's averaging winning by, like, a combined 22, yeah, 23 points. it hasn't been a one-score game since 2015. New Tennessee team, I guess. Hypel season. We'll see.
He's the real deal. We'll see if Bryce, if Bryce plays, uh, they're going to cover. If he doesn't, then we got a ball game.